What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India RE. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Tommy Davidson of In Living Color shares stories of being raised by a white family in the suburbs. He's got a new book out. And if you're worried about your money in these COVID times, the budget nista says this is a great time to negotiate with everyone about everything. Cafe Mocha begins now. Catch our flow. This is Cafe Mocha Radio. Radio from a woman's perspective. Tommy Davidson is on the line. His new book is called Living in Color. And of course, we know and love him from a thousand things, including his stint on In Living Color. Tommy, thank you for joining Cafe Mocha. Yes. Thank you guys for having me, man. You know what, Tommy? What was so incredible... Um, what I found, um, well, I found out some information that I didn't know about you. I didn't realize that you were adopted and your book living in color. I didn't realize that it was speaking on so many levels, you know, because, you know, I was just thinking about the, 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 uh, mark you made on in living color, but it's more to it. Can you explain? Yeah. The reason why I call it living in color, because I am a black man who was abandoned as a black baby in Mississippi mm. in 1968. It was found in the trash randomly by a white woman who then moved me to Wyoming and Colorado, not knowing I was black. Then I moved to Washington, D.C. with an all-white family, and the black people beat our ass and were calling me white cracker lover and my family white crackers. And I went to my mom and I was like, why are they calling me white cracker lover? Because I like graham crackers. I was only five years old, you know? I know we're supposed to She said, that's what people your color... Huh? I know we're supposed to laugh, but this is so painful to hear. It was, it was it was hurtful to me because I was like, well, why do they hate me, you know? And I'm like, well, what color am I? And my mom said, well, you're black. I said, no, I'm brown like the crayons. Right. And you're peach like the crayons, right? And so she was like, no, we call, I know you're brown, but we call you black. And you guys call us white. And I was like, well, everybody got their colors mixed up. And then I moved to the suburbs because the black people were kicking our ass so much. That's the first time I heard the word mm. And people, grown men were chasing me home from the playground, like everywhere I went. Like I'd be riding my bike and I, like a guy would like stop his car and run right at me with like a stick, like kill that you know? And so finally I went to my mom and like, who are these We got to stay away from them, you know? <laughs> and she was like, well, that's what people our color call people your color. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. And I was scared all the time. You know, and then when I was growing up, it'd be like four black girls waiting to beat up my sister for no reason. So I'd be there fighting four black girls. Then I had to fight their brothers. Then I would go around black people. I mean, white people. And then I'd have to fight them. So um, it was like a long time before I really like started, you know, realizing that, wait a second, I am black and they're white and this world is different. You know, so ironically, I ended up on a show called In Living Color. Mm-hmm. So my sister called me and said, why don't you ever talk about mom? You know, and that's why I wrote the book, because I was like, I didn't know that I was ashamed of my mother because 
every time I would mention, every time black people would see my mother, they start treating me different. Like, oh, you think you're special or whatever. Right. You know, and then every time I went around white people, you know, you know what happened. Right. So I spent a whole lot of time being confused as a kid, but I finally figured it out. Wow. We're talking to comedian Tommy Davidson. His new book is called Living in Color. More on the way. Like more Cafe Mocha? More of the flavor you love in just minutes. Keep it right here. Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking to Tommy Davidson, his new book, Living in Color. Now, we love that you got your new book, but we also are hearing about the Proud Family reboot. Yeah! And you better get on the soul train. We're so happy. Oh, my gosh. And the one that's most happy is the Oscar Proud. The Oscar Proud has been around a long time. You love some Proud Snack. Hey, where you at? Hey, go on here. I see that monkey. Don't bring him to me. You know, so we, we, that has, that has grown, that has raised a whole army of, of children that are now like mm-hmm. 26, 27, yeah. 28. Yeah. They got their, own, got their own thing going, you know, and they watch the Proud family and we're proud to be who they are because of our show, you know? You, you know what I love about cartoons is that even though this is years ago when there was Disney and there was Nick and there was WB Kids, everybody still watched the Proud Family. Yes. Yeah. You know, those little, the, the white 30-year-olds, they know the show too. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I mean, know. was this a movement for, from you guys or from fans to make this happen? Because I know there was talk about it a few years ago and it didn't look like it was going to happen. Yeah, you know, well, you know, Disney is busy these days and they're doing a lot of stuff. But the one thing about our show is since we were like mostly an all-black show, mm-hmm. we always stood up for the show. Right. So you had, you know, had all these things that were on Disney and, 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 you know, there's so many stuff, Aladdin and all this other stuff, you know, and we were the only ones that represented us. Right. You know, just like in Living Color, we were the only one that represented us, but we weren't different than white people or Spanish people or anything. We were just funny and really, really good. Right. But we, we deserve a spot too. Right. Yeah. And it's always good to see, you know, artists who've been around for such a long time. I mean, to still see you alive and in Living Color. It's just a beautiful thing. Speaking of in living color, it, it's a bomb. Yes, really, it really is. Do you think that there'll be a reboot of in living color? I know oh, they tried. Oh boy. You know, I would like really like to see it, and I do think it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just like everybody's busy doing their own thing, and to get us all in one place again. But Keenan said something to me really key. He said the reason why I didn't reboot in living color because I want to do it with younger artists. Right. He said, but I haven't been able to find anyone like you guys yet. Mm-hmm. The minute I find somebody that can do the things you guys can do, mm-hmm. we're gonna do it. And I trust him. He's like, he's like Professor Xavier from the X Men. You know, <laughs> he got all these mutants, but we all good at what we do. You know, he get he, he trained us. He made us work together. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what it that's what it really comes down to is like the perfect combination. You know? 
Right. Yeah, you guys were really passionate about it. But I don't know if if that'll happen though, because you guys are just a special. I mean, oh, y'all yeah. really are talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Years of comedy, uh, actually trained comics, not just you know Instagram uh, right. editing. You know what Clowns. I mean? It's just it's just you. I I just think that it's just something special, and I think that because I do know that they tried to audition a lot of people. Wow. This was years ago, and it's like yeah. you can't find mm. you can't find another Tommy Davidson. You can't find a David Allen career. You right. can't, you know, Damon Wayne. You just, you know, you just can't find it. So sometimes it's just yeah, a genie. Yeah, we our own time. Yeah. 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 Tommy Davidson. The book is called Living in Color. Thanks so much, Tommy. Get up close with a hot cup of cafe mocha. Lay back and enjoy our flavor. Radio from a woman's perspective. Did you watch the virtual Essence Fest over the past two weekends? Lonnie co-hosted with D-Nice. Pop acts as always. And they even gave away a new Ford like they do every year. Crystal Long from D.C. won a 2020 Ford Escape. You know, the concerts are still posted online. If you want to check them out, just go to EssenceStudios.com. Drums, please! It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Tiffany, the budget Nista returns. Thank you for joining us again, Tiffany. Thank you for having me, ladies. Things have gone crazy since the last time we spoke. I mean, we've been shut down for a while. Um, and one of the first questions out of everybody's mouths, if they haven't gotten it already, is where is my stimulus money? Honestly, you have to ask the GOB for that. So actually, my father just asked me this yesterday. He said, I still have not gotten my stimulus check, even though I qualified. And for many people, it's still coming. Most people um, have gotten their stimulus money. Um, There's a government website, the link escapes me, where you can kind of see and track your stimulus check. Oftentimes because there's some level of confusion, maybe the bank account that you used last year is not the same bank account. Maybe you've moved, so your address is different. Um, But know that if you qualify, it should be on the way. Um, You can literally Google, where is my stimulus check? It will bring up the, the government website where you can track your check. You can just need your social security number um, or like the last four digits and you should be able to track your check. And really quick, what does it take to qualify or not qualify? So what it takes to qualify is you have to be as an individual single person make under $99,000 a year. And as a couple, I believe it's double that. It's been so long since I've looked at the the numbers, but I believe it's double that, that you have to make uh, below like 198 um, a year. Basically, they're looking to help people who would, even though 99,000 seems like a lot of money, um, they're looking to help people who would otherwise be struggling without their money. Um, So yeah, making under a certain amount. And if you have children, who are under the age of 16, um, there are um, five, there's $500 available for you for those children. And guys, that website is very simple, irs.gov. What should we do with that stimulus money, in your opinion? So in my opinion, take care of your essential needs first. So is your rent late and your landlord's not trying to hear it? Do you have to pay your water bill and your light bill? Do the kids need food? Like, what are your essential bills first? Take care of those bills first. And if it's not even enough for that, 
So let's just say you're like, this 1200 for most people is not enough for rent. So you ask yourself, let me take care of the things that will keep me healthy and that will keep me safe. So you put those two things first. And if it's not enough, then you have to ask yourself what's not going to get paid. Sometimes that happens. We're talking to Tiffany, the budget Nista, America's favorite financial advisor. More coming up. We got the hit makers, trailblazers, tastemakers, and game changers. That's how we roll. This is Cafe Mocha Radio. It's Cafe Mocha. We're on the line with Tiffany, the budget Nista. Um, her podcast is called Brown Ambition. She's America's favorite financial advisor. I really want to get back to those who are struggling. Okay. I want to talk about what banks are doing to help us. I mean, we have questions. I got, I got that expensive Geico bill and I'm like, the car is parked. What am I paying for? How do we negotiate some of these services that maybe we aren't using right now or maybe that we can't afford, like car payments or mortgage? Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Call your service provider. So call who you have your mortgage with. Call your landlord. Call your electric, your utility companies. Call the people that you pay your bills to. Everyone knows it is a literal worldwide pandemic. Right. So they are aware these companies typically already have something called financial hardship programs in place. So mortgage companies do credit card companies do and utility companies do. So they already have financial hardship programs in place. But even now, more so than ever, they understand that they have to have something in place. So not everyone's going to be amiable to helping you, but many will. So call and just share. I'm experiencing financial hardship. Um, I need help. I'm not able to afford my mortgage, my insurance, my car note. And so here are some of the ways that these companies might offer you assistance. They might freeze your payment and then maybe put the payment on the back end. So maybe you have a three-year car note and um, they put those two months at the back end of that three-year car note and say so you don't have to pay for two months. Sometimes what they'll do is they might even forgive some late fees or forgive your payment. They might freeze your interest rate. So this is what the federal government has done with student loans, right? So they've frozen interest rates until September 30th for federal student loans. They might forgive your, um, your interest rates temporarily. They might lower your interest rate. So they have tools available to them. Like I said, everyone's not going to say yes, but it, it behooves you to call everyone and ask for assistance. And there's going to be many people, like I said, I had been there where there's not enough money. There's not enough service provider help. There's not enough stimulus check. There's just not enough money. And that's when you're going to have to decide who is not going to get paid. You do it so well, Tiffany, and we appreciate you so much for, you know, giving us all the advice that we need. And uh, we're going to keep on following you and keep having you come on. Okay. We appreciate you. you and wish you well. Can't wait for you to make me an IT. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in the palm of your hands. Take us everywhere. Anytime. Download the Cafe Mocha Radio app. Take us with you 24-7. 
Black Health Matters is excited to be launching a new partnership with When We All Vote, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization launched by Mrs. Michelle Obama in 2018. They're on a mission to increase participation in every election and close the race and age voting gap to assure that every eligible voter is registered and ready to vote. A special video message will be included in Black Health Matters Virtual Health Summit, Saturday, July 18th. Register at blackhealthmatterssummit.vfairs.com. Again, blackhealthmatterssummit.vfairs.com. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men who are making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. From civic leaders, businessmen, activists, celebrities, and everyday dads, the Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner this week is... Dr. Sean Woodley, a graduate of Hampton University, Dr. Sean Woodley has dedicated his professional career to education. He is the architect behind the educator movement, Teach, Hustle, Inspire. He has written the best-selling book, MC Means Move the Class, How to Spark Engagement and Motivation to Urban and Culturally Diverse Classrooms. I firmly believe that education, it's a key that can unlock so many doors in so many different directions. We need to be sure that the bright young scholars in the four walls of these classrooms across this country are being exposed so that they have something to shoot for, and education can do that. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength, whose wisdom is assertive, and who is genuine in their spirit. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but Michael B. Jordan and Amazon have teamed up with drive-in theaters across the country for Black Movie Night. This week they show Black Panther and Creed, Coming soon, do the right thing and get out. Girls Trip and Coming to America is totally free. Just go to AmazonScreenings.com, click on local screenings, put in your zip code, it'll tell you when, where, how to sign up. Totally free. Grab some snacks, throw the kids in the car, and go to the drive in. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Don't you go anywhere. There's more mocha on the way. This is Cafe Mocha. Okay, we are going to kick things off. This is Cafe Mocha to go. I'm your host, Vanessa James, and I'm so excited to have Mrs. Rosalind Young here. Talk about the event of the summer. She is the founder and president of Black Health Matters. Welcome, Rosalind, and tell us all about your amazing virtual event that you have happening in just a couple days. Yes, this Saturday on July 18th, we are going to have the most significant health education event of the summer called the Black Health Matters Summit. So it's a function of all the world-class physicians are going to come together to talk about African-American health. So we're excited. African-Americans have been disproportionately affected by the COVID crisis that's happening all across this country, as you know. Talk to me about some things that you're going to be doing to make sure and advocate for us in in, in terms of during this summit. Thank you. So education is key, right? Education, education. So we have a world-class faculty, and we're going to talk about African-American health holistically. The issues that we're having with COVID, yes, it's a situation, it's unfortunate, But there are comorbidities that make African-Americans more accessible to issues. So let's 
fold the whole discussion and make it more organic. Right. Let's talk about COVID-19, heart disease, kidney disease, mental health, you know, sickle cell disease, women's health, breast cancer, ovarian cancer. Let's talk about clinical trials, all within the context that this information has to work because we're living in a very special time. We cannot take our health for granted, nor the health of our families and our loved ones. Absolutely. Now, your organization, you founded, obviously, during the, the ACA, which I found really awesome and interesting. Tell us a little bit more about that. So, yes. So, the Affordable Care Act gave us an opportunity to launch Black Health Matters. Prior to the ACA, you could be uh, disqualified from getting health insurance if you had a toenail that was blue. Something so minor would actually bar you from getting health insurance. But because of the ACA, there were no quali qualifiers regarding pre-existing conditions. Also, you would be able to get mammograms and screenings that you would never have access to before. So people who had to worry about groceries versus a mammogram will now be able to just have a mammogram. It would be free of charge. So services like that gave us a step up and access is key. So we launched Black Health Matters to be the resource for the thousands of newly interested people who are ready to make a change in their lives. And so through knowledge, we're able to spread information that makes a difference. Awesome. Now, Rosalind, last year you had 2,000 attendees. I think you're going to break that ceiling this year. How many people can register and where can they go to register for the summit? <laughs> Come to blackhealthmatters.com, register. You'll see banners throughout the site in addition to our 2,000 plus pages of health content. Come to blackhealthmatters.com and you'll see the registration button for our summit. Now, you have a very special guest that's going to be in attendance. Uh, I think the world's most popular and most adored woman, Mrs. Late First Lady Michelle Obama. Tell us about her engagement this year with the summit. Yeah, so yes, we're having Michelle Obama. Drop the mic. She will be speaking with us about the intersectionality of public health and voting. Again, we launched because of the ACA. No ACA, no Black Health Matters. That happened because I voted and we had a wonderful president. We all voted for a wonderful president. We need to keep this momentum going. So our first lady is gonna to talk to us about why we need to register because health is more than just us eating well, exercising, drinking water. It's about making change that's tangible and community-wide. So through voting, we can create a, a culture of health for African-Americans and that's through registering and then voting. So she's going to speak to that intersectionality. I love it. When we all vote, baby, when we, when all, we vote. all vote. <laughs> well, Rosalind, congratulations. I know that, you know, putting events like this together are gruesome and emotional. So many things are going on in the background that the average person doesn't see. Hats off to you for putting together such an important summit that everybody can use all of the tools that you offer and enjoy. Uh, okay, so post-summit, are people able to check it out afterwards or is it only live? Good question. So yes, for 30 days after the summit, you'll still be able to see it. Um, it'll be on our Black Health Matters website. The only difference is we have a virtual exhibit hall and we have more than 15 participants and partners. And during the summit, you'll be able to kind of peruse and go through the exhibit hall and talk to therapeutic disease experts who will have resources and information about the disease states that are presented at the summit. So there's great synergy there. 
Awesome. Well, this is amazing. Congratulations and hats off to you for your fourth annual Black Health Matters Summit. Thank you. Young. So excited to have you. Have a wonderful rest of the summer and happy summit. Thank you. Good health. Take care. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media, executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.